There was a great pitching performance sandwiched in between two really terrible games this weekend against the Twins for the Angels. And it got us asking this question, should Kenny Rosenberg, because he pitched so well, should he be considered for the 2024 starting rotation? Let's talk about it. It's time to get locked on with Mike and John, and this is Locked on Angels. You are Locked on Angels, your daily Los Angeles Angels podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Angels your first listen of the day. You can find us anywhere you get your podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SiriusXM by searching Locked On Angels. And the best way to help us out is by giving us a rate and a review. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure that you're subscribed and click that bell to be notified every time a new episode drops. And today's show is brought to you by Sleeper. You can swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app right now and use our promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. There are some terms and conditions that do apply. You can see Sleeper's terms of use for details, currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Thanks for being here for this episode of Lockdown Angels, where it's your team every day. You've got the Frisch Brothers here with you, a.k.a. the Super Halo Bros. My name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. We hope you had a great weekend, and we're here to talk the Angel series against the Twins this weekend. And just to let everybody know, Lockdown Every Day is tomorrow. What happened with Carlos Estevez? We're going to get into that discussion tomorrow. And of course, we'll be taking your questions at the end of the week as well for Fan Mail Friday. But Mike, let's talk about the series weekend recap as the Angels took one of three games against the Twins. On Friday, it was an 8-6 to six loss on Friday. Yeah, they had a chance to win this game, Johnny. They had the bases loaded in the ninth with your boy, Brandon Drury, up, but he Drew. did strike out. Unfortunately, they did get a couple of runs to make it close. But I really think the key moment in this game actually happened after the game, Johnny. Mm -hmm. The Twins clinched the AL Central, the easiest division in all of the land. <laughs> and and they, you know, jumped around and celebrated on their home turf, which was great for them and great it, for their fans. It drives me nuts because the same thing, I mean, there was a less one less wild card in 2012, the Angels had a better record yeah. than the first place Tigers. That freaking AL Central, man, drives me insane. <laughs> I would love to move to the AL Central. No Can kidding. we be the Minnesota Angels, right? But that moment when they were jumping around was key for the Angels because Logan Ohapi stood in the on-deck circle and watched the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Paid attention to the entire moment. In fact, he actually walked over to the dugout, stood by the fence, and had his hat on and held his bat and just watched them celebrate. And so the next day, Erica Weston interviewed him and asked him about that moment. And Ohapi said, it's not fun to watch another team celebrate. That's where <laughs> they want to be. He said, it's been a really tough year for him personally because he was out for four months and having to watch everybody play was such a struggle for him. And we could feel that in his interviews, right? When he said, I can't wait to get back. I can't wait to play. As soon as he had yeah. the surgery, he said, I'm feeling really, really good. And he said he's he's done uh, with with losing and what's done in the darkness, meaning like what's done off the field will be brought to the light. And he said that this team is not just working out, but they're preparing mentally. And mm. what I gathered from that, Johnny, is he is somebody who wants this. He wants to experience winning. And I love that he said this. This is what's going to endear him to the fans. It's why we don't get mad at Jared Walsh, because we see Jared Walsh right. talking about being out on the field all the time. And it's why a lot of fans, including us, don't get mad at, like, Mike Trout, because he talks about wanting to get back out there and wanting to play. Mm -hmm. And and that's why we love Logan Ohapi. And he also said that he loves playing with Zach Neto, and he believes that they're going to be playing with each other for a really long time. Johnny, what do you think about Logan Ohapi being the, the guy that this team needs to build a healthy culture in 2024? 
Yeah, it makes perfect sense. You have these young guys coming up. They're getting their first taste of the bigs full-time, like Zach Neto and Logan Hoppy and even uh, Nolan uh, Shonowell getting their first taste of the bigs. Of course you'd want that. Of course yeah. you'd want to be there, and of course you want to win. And these guys, I mean, look, I know that the Angels have not been great in this last month of the season. I wouldn't put that on those guys. I wouldn't no. put that on anybody but the pitching, the starting pitching, the bullpen, you name it. And I wouldn't put that on these guys who are hungry to win. Yeah, sure, you might have an 0-4 night or something like that. You know, Zach Neto might have a, a misplay or or what have you. But these guys are young. They're learning. They're figuring it out at the top level, top professional level in the entire world. So for them to come in and have this attitude is something that I think has really been missing from the Angels culture. Now, I will say this. I'm concerned that the... The culture they're displaying on the field is not going to be matched by the front office or ownership or the inner workings of the Angels organization. Now, we know that they've had successful minor league seasons. It was the 66ers who went to the playoffs. It was the Trash Pandas who went to the playoffs last year. Those guys are building a winning culture from the top down because of who's on the team and who's coaching those teams. I'm concerned that the enthusiasm that these guys bring to the field is not going to not only be matched by the angels front office, but the front office might be kind of a killjoy, Mike. I mean, Mm. I think, I think that the angels have robbed Mike Trout of a lot of his energy and enthusiasm that he's brought to the game. And I understand he's been hurt the last few years, but when you sign that deal in early 2019, you expect the pieces to be put around you to help you, contribute. I mean, you, you've signed a lifelong deal to be there and that you obviously do that with a lot of energy and enthusiasm for the team that you play for. Mm. So these young guys, I applaud them. I love them. I will watch every single game that they're in. The the one concern I have is the angels ability to match that energy. That's a great point. Let me push back just a little bit. I think that what Perry is doing is building this team in the image of a Logan O'Hoppy and a Zach mm-hmm. Neto and a Nolan Shanwell. And so I think that maybe perhaps the culture that they're hoping to create isn't going to be here in 2024, mm. but with the draft picks and the way that they've built through the minor league system, perhaps 2025, maybe 2026. I know Eagle fans want to hear that. But I would say that the one person that they can count on to at least build from within is Perry Manassian. Now, if he goes yeah. and gets free agents because they're going to try to go for it again next year, then I could see the tension there. And we've talked about it on this pod, bringing in players from other teams. It hasn't really worked here. It hasn't really meshed. There's some anomalies like Mike Moustakis is, is one of those. But ultimately, I think that what we've experienced is a whole lot of different cultures coming in and trying to figure it out and trying to figure out who the winner is and who the leader is and trying to figure out who's going to coach us well. And what Manassian is doing is getting guys like Neto and Ohapi and Sean Owell and others to come up and, and perform and carry with them an excitement about winning, carry with them an excitement about, we want to build something here. We want to build a mm-hmm. winning team here. And so I, I think that you're, you're accurate in looking at the history of the angels, but I would push back a bit and say, I think Perry has his thumb on what this team could do in the future and how it could be better. And I think it is building from within. Perry certainly wouldn't be the problem in the equation that I brought up of will the angels match their enthusiasm. I don't think (laughs) Perry was the one guy that I don't think would be a problem in matching that enthusiasm. Now the angels started Friday night's game with an opener and they had Jose Suarez go out there. He was going to be followed by Davis 
Daniel. Here's their lines from that night. One and two-thirds innings pitched for Jose Suarez. Two hits, one run, two walks, and three Ks. Davis Daniel, somebody who has been up with the big club before and didn't make his debut until this year. He was technically in the dugout last year and didn't yeah. pitch. Uh, four and a third's innings, three hits, three runs, five walks, and six Ks. I liked what I saw from Davis Daniel. He was Griffin Canning-like, I guess you could yeah. say. Uh, the problem yeah. in this one, Mike, obviously, is the the walks. And mm-hmm. he just seemed to have trouble locating the pitches. And again, five walks to six Ks. I mean, the six Ks are great, but you guys, you, you put runners on, you put guys on base, that's going to bite you in the foot at the end of the day. So the Angels had 10 walks yeah. in this particular game on Friday. That's a struggle with the end of the season when you're not playing for anything and you're just looking at young guys. Yeah, I get excited about a Davis Daniel, and I get excited about what he could potentially be for this team. I think the tension that I feel, and I know you feel and Angel fans feel, is when, when the games matter, it seems like our young guys are not – comparable to their young guys. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. we get really excited about them here and we're like, hey, I like what I saw there and if he could improve this and improve that. But then the next season rolls around and you have a season like Sandoval had or you had a season like Detmers had and you go, well, what happened? They just didn't improve. They yeah. just stayed, they plateaued, right? And that's why coaching matters for these guys. And so I, I really like what we saw from Davis Daniel. I just think that you got to get him around some really good coaches. You got to get him around some guys that are going to help yeah. him to develop and extend and work on pitches and 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 work on the metrics and all of those things. And and at this point, as we've stated numerous times, and Angel fans, everydayers, you know this, we just don't seem to have that right now. Fire the whole coaching staff. Get a new one. It, <laughs> yeah. Turn it off and turn it back on. Let's right. go. Have you uh, unplugged it? <laughs> right. Nolan Shanuel had uh, continued his on-base streak to 25 games on Friday night. Yep. While she hit a two-run home run that was beautiful. I tweeted out, name a better duo than Matt Vaskersian and Jared <laughs> yes. Walsh home runs. Because yeah. every time Matt Vaskersian is on the call and Walsh hits one, oh, Walsh, get yourself some. I love that. Michael Stefanik went two for four in this one with an RBI. All these guys should have a role in 2024. Walsh, Noel, Stefanik. Stefanik's got to be there. Off the bench, playing every day, whatever you say, I think he's got to be there, Mike. I, I'm tired of seeing this guy splitting his time when you yeah. need contact guys like Stefanik. And he just, every time he's been up this season, I think he's he's delivered in this one. Um, the Angels are playing the Rangers at play 638 Pacific time. <laughs> You can catch every pitch of the Angels Hometown Broadcast on SiriusXM of the SXM app. Just search Angels. Coming up on Locked on Angels, what did Logan O'Hoppy say that gets us excited for next season? Well, we're going to talk about all of that coming right up. Locked on Angels is brought to you by DoorDash. If you love the convenience of getting what you want right at your door, then you're going to love DoorDash. With DoorDash, grocery delivery is easy for you. You can stock up for the week or you can order those last minute cravings uh, conveniently. And with DoorDash, you'll get exactly what you ordered or they'll make it right. So sit back, relax, and enjoy quality groceries just like you pick them yourself. And even if you want more value, then you can save on all your grocery and restaurant favorites with $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a DashPass membership. With easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support, DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. So right now, get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to $20 value when you use our promo code, LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. There is a limited time on this offer, so 
be sure to do it sooner rather than later. Some terms do apply. That's 50% off with our promo code locked on MLB with your first order with DoorDash. Thanks for making Lockdown Angels your first listen of the day. Lockdown Everydayers, we're going to be here every single day of this Rangers series, recapping what happened after each game. They're playing the Rangers at 6.38 Pacific time. Now, I know we have a chance to play spoiler, but man, I, if there's anybody in the AL West that I want to see beat the Astros and the Mariners, it's going to be the Rangers. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll clinch the division on our field, and Logan O'Hoppy will have to watch that again, too, and <laughs> fire him up for next season even more. You can catch every pitch of the Angels hometown broadcast on SiriusXM with the SXM app. All you got to do is search Angels. On Saturday, the Angels had a great pitching performance. They won right? one to nothing, and... It was Kenny Rosenberg that pitched really, really well, Johnny. He went five innings, gave up five hits, no earned runs, struck out five. It seems like when Kenny starts from the beginning and doesn't have an opener, he does a whole lot better. And it also seems like when he's not the innings eater, I'm just going to come in and do the Jaime Berea thing. It seems like he's really successful, John. And Logan O'Hoppy was talked to after this game, and he said, I could see Kenny in the 2024 rotation mm. next year. So, Johnny, are you in agreement with Logan O'Hoppy? Could you see Kenny in the 2024 starting rotation? Well, he's, had, he's, he's done this three times, Mike. The first time he started, the second time he had an opener, and the third time, this was Saturday's game, he started this one. And I believe after we recapped the game in which he had an opener, I said, maybe he's just a guy who does better yep. from – first inning onward and and that was the case in this one five innings pitched five hits no runs and five strikeouts and man as much as we've been wanting guys to get through innings and and eat up innings and whatnot to do five innings and not give up a run against the twins and and then this game ended up being a shutout for the angels it's not it's one thing to like prevent a team from scoring. It's another thing to have a one run lead and then walk that tightrope of trying to prevent them from scoring because it's almost like the one nothing cushion is a completely different mindset than a zero zero ball game. And you're waiting for your guys to score. Now you're in a position of, Oh, I got to maintain the lead. Now I got to make sure it sticks and give us a uh, opportunity to win this game. So for Rosenberg to go out there and do that uh, was fantastic. Is he somebody who can be in the 2024 rotation? Well, I guess if you have to consider the available options, I would say four of the five options are spoken for in terms of Anderson, Sandoval, Detmers, and Griffin Canning. So if they go back to a five-man rotation, I think you got to put Chase Silseth in there. If they go back to a six-man rotation, I'd rather see Kenny over Jaime Berea or Jose Suarez. Jose Suarez has always been better out of the bullpen. Even back to 2021, he's been a better long relief guy. And even when he is a long relief guy, it's not so much that you're putting him in because you're down 8 nothing. It's like, hey, it's a close game, but we need to just get three more innings out of somebody. And he comes in and does a great job. And so if if I had to go to a six-man rotation, obviously – I'm keep I'm putting Chase Silseth in there, who should be back this week, by the way, and pitch a game for us. I know that the rotation is kind of up in the air considering Anderson's on the IL. But again, if Anderson sticks around next season and you have Chase Silseth, 
I think if you have a if you have a need for a sixth guy or even a spot start, I think Kenny is your guy who should mm. be the first one that you go to. Yeah, when you look at the rotation, obviously I think Chase is going to be at the top end of this rotation. Let's say mm-hmm. you just run with the young guys, right? I think Chase has got to be at the top, and I think Griffin Canning has got to be at the top. I think they've earned the right to be there, and I think having two right-handers – in this starting rotation because we only had one uh, outside of the four guys that we had yeah. pitching. And it right? was Otani. <laughs> and it was Otani, right? And so I think having those guys at the top would be great. Uh, obviously, Sandy and Detmers are going to get their shot. I think Kenny is somebody you have to consider. And then when you think about the bullpen, Johnny, there is a, a piece in the bullpen that is is somebody who – was a starter and then they brought him up and they were working out the kinks and that's Sam Bachman. So, mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't have him in the starting rotation and you put him back in the bullpen, I think that only solidifies your pin because you have another really strong right-hander and he did mm. pretty good before he got hurt. And I'm with you. I, I think that, that when it comes to, um, when it comes to, uh, uh, Suarez. Suarez, thank you. I, I kept thinking, like, who, who am I talking about? He's forgettable. About? It's okay. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't have him on this team. Yeah. When it comes to Suarez, uh, I, I think it might be worth the shot to have him be in the bullpen as well. Yeah. He's a young guy who has some great pitches. And maybe just starting hasn't been something that he could figure he, he out. He can't but, get through the order three times. Maybe. Right. So maybe so you allow him twice. to do an inning or do two innings, right? Yeah. And, and maybe he ends up being a fifth or sixth inning guy or maybe he's the opener for some of these guys if they need to go a bit longer I think that there's ways that you can use him instead of trading him I'm not sure how much you get if you trade him but I think there's ways that you can use him that would be really successful we would be remiss if we didn't talk about the fact that the one run came on a Joe Adele home run let's go Joe guy has been nailed since he came back from the injured list I know he's had a couple of of hitless nights but man talk about seeing a a night and day difference between Joe Adele, even earlier this season, I know yeah. he came up like once or twice and played a game here and played a game there. But when you compare it to last year and even the season before, this guy is working counts. He's he's swinging at the right pitches. He's not yes. chasing out of the yes. zone. And so for everybody saying, oh, that 40% K, that's, that's old Joe. That's, yeah. that's not the same Joe anymore. And I really believe that we're seeing – uh, a new version of him and the best version of him. He was interviewed uh, after the game. Obviously, he's the reason why they won the game. And Erica Weston, Erica Weston asked him, you know, hey, what, what what's different about you coming back now? And he said, well, I'm, I'm, I've, I've kind of tightened up my swing, but I loved what he said. He's in the, the first at bat. He wasn't as aggressive. He was kind of, he was kind of sitting back and waiting. Mm-hmm. And he said when he got back up and he hit the home run, he said, I was just looking for my pitch. I was looking mm-hmm. for a pitch to drive instead of waiting for it to come into my zone or waiting for it to be in this area or waiting for it to be a changeup. He said, I was looking for a pitch that I could drive. And mm-hmm. and that whole perspective is a perspective shift for him. I think it shows some maturity in him. And if he can if he can get this down, Johnny, I would love to see him in the starting outfield next year. That swing was effortless, by the way. It was, it like was. a nice, yep. easy swing. Man, yep. it was all that he needed in order to hit that one out. It's funny, Mike. It's it's instead of a wait and see approach, it's oh, I'm gonna find the right pitch. I'm gonna be yeah. I'm gonna select it. Did he pick that up in AAA? Because I don't know right. if that's the, the mantra <laughs> of the major league club, but I, yeah. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, the bullpen held it down. Hergut, Joyce, yep. Soriano all pitched. Uh, each had an excellent inning. Estevez went out there and saved saved it. Uh, it was a little dicey because he did hit Kyle Farmer right out of the gate. Um, but we got Joyce in the pen in 24. Um, Carlos Estevez, we've had conversations on if the Angels should go and flip him and get something for him. You know, we'll get into that conversation as the offseason approaches. Sam Bachman, you've talked about being a reliever in the pen. 
I wonder, Mike, if he's got the same Chase Silseth mentality in that the guy's much better yep. as a starter. Honestly, yep. with so much up in the air for next season, just let these guys go out there and play and figure yeah. out what you have. Again, I've said it before, and, and you guys are going to get tired of me hearing it all offseason, but for, for John Frisch, for one half of the Super Halo Bros, no expectations next season, and that's the, the hill I'm going to die on for 2024. Locked on Angels is brought to you by Sleeper. You can swing for the fences on Sleeper picks and you can win up to 100 times your money. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like and decide if they're going to overperform or underperform in all of their stat categories. And if you get your picks right, you could win big. And Sleeper works quickly too. You can make your entries in 30 seconds or less and there are safe and fast withdrawals and all payouts. You can download the Sleeper app today and when you do, use our promo code Locked On at sign up and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Check out Sleeper today. Mike, uh, Sunday's game, the Angels lost this one 9-3, to and there was a little bit of a, of a uh, <laughs> last-minute decision-making in terms of who's going to start this game. They ended up doing a bullpen game. Yeah. And the reason why was because Tyler Anderson's season is over. He went on the IL with left knee soreness. Now, we also heard that Trout will be out the rest of the season. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But they called up Carson Fulmer who's player number 65 for the Angels this year, according yeah. to our friend Sam Blum. And that's one player behind the record they set last year. He was the number eight overall pick in 2015, but it did end up being a, a bullpen game. Andrew Wance started this one, didn't start a fight uh, as an opener, which is great. <laughs> yeah. uh, no beef with the Twins. Uh, Fulmer <laughs> pitched the bulk of this game. He gave up three runs. The first time he's had major league action as a starter or as a pitcher yeah, yeah. since twenty and or since twenty twenty one, the 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 bugaboo in this one is somebody who was on the injured list for a while, but also somebody they were counting on for the bullpen is Jose Marte. Yeah, just really struggled in this one. One inning pitch, four hits and five runs, and Jaime Barilla had to save this one. Who's the guy we traded out to the Brewers? He was part of the deal for uh, for Hunter Renfro. And and he was a reliever, and he was tipping his pitches, and yeah, um, uh, I get him and Jose Marte. I got same. confused yeah. last year, but Marte just seems to be kind of a repeat of that. So watch Marte get traded to another team and flourish because that's what happened <laughs> uh, last year, but or this year. But again, it's just it's not somebody that is having a really good showing. But this is also the time where. You, you let a guy go out there and yeah. give up five runs and you figure it out and you right. you work through it and you do better next time because the Angels are not playing for anything at this point. He's helping the tank. He's helping in terms of getting a better draft pick. But at the same time, we've said it before, it, it's like spring training at the end of the season. And I know you, you see guys like Jonathan Diaz out there like working through it and giving up a ton of runs. I mean, the fact is, is like, better to give them that experience yeah and and the game's already getting away from you anyway i that's kind of how i see it is is if you leave somebody like Marte out there on the mound and he struggles through it then let him fight through it because yeah. where else is he going to learn how to fight through it then at this point of the season right where, where nothing really matters <laughs> yeah better he figures figures it out now than he trying to figure it out next season and i've been kind of disappointed in how jonathan diaz has performed because i know you and i have kind of this like 
like this bro love for him. Soft remember? Spot, like yeah. we have the soft spot for him because we were at a game where he came in because there was an injury and he ended up pitching, I think, eight complete innings and yeah. pitched really, really well. And and so there, there's a lot of potential with him, but he just hasn't been able to put it all together. And I think Marte, because he was injured, didn't pitch much this year. He's figuring it out. But yeah. he's another guy that hasn't put it all together. And that seems to be the case with the Angels. They have a lot of these really good potential guys, but they never right. they never become performance guys. And and so I would love to see him and see what he could do in this rotation in the in the bullpen because gosh you put him in there with some of the other guys we've already mentioned. And I think he could be a really great piece for this team. John, in this game, uh, the angels did lose, you know, it was not a fun game to watch. Nine three. And uh, the offense came from Neto and Drury. And so thankful for those guys. Um, We, we mentioned Anderson and he's going on the IL. John, is there a world where Tyler Anderson gets traded this off season? And if he gets traded, is there, a good piece that could come back. I mean, his contract is pretty reasonable and pretty affordable. So is there, yeah. a, is there a potential where he gets traded and the angels just run with all of their, their young guys? Elvis Piguero, by the way, that's what yes. I was looking up here. <laughs> I kept thinking Oliver. I don't know why Oliver I, came to my mind, but I didn't want to say Oliver that loud. Ortega, he was on the team. Last that's probably who I was thinking of. Yeah. Regarding Anderson, the fact that he, he's got 26 million left. He's 13 million a year. That is a steal. And it was a steal before the season yeah. and it'll continue to be a steal next season mike you know the dodgers are going to be looking to replace a not hard throwing fastball (laughs) lefty who was part of the rotation and probably won't have a career in baseball after this year uh if if the dodgers want to make a move to bring tyler anderson back to their team and help him find the success he had with the dodgers last season then i'm all for it if they if they move tyler anderson i'm all for it i think that any team who's going to want a pitcher will be all over that and they they will be able to go oh yeah we can figure that out because that's how it always goes with <laughs> right. these teams right especially especially teams who have good pitching and if they need somebody else then they'll be able to figure it out i mean tampa bay is down a couple of starting pitchers and that's gonna leak yeah. into next season and they so there's probably yeah the, there'll be a possibility there that they might need another starting pitcher because the the few that are out there your nolas and your sunny grays and your blake snell's everybody's going to be right all over those guys. So and they're going to be expensive. And if there's a world where uh, some sort of team needs a starting pitcher like Tyler Anderson and can help him get back and get right. And I think that they go for it. I think yeah. that you, you make that move and I think you could get a nice piece back. I don't know if it'll be a starting pitcher, but you could get something that I trust Perry with his ability to take what he has and, and turn it into something good. Yeah. Given that we've done that with uh Syndergaard and Moniac and then, Marsh and Ohapi. So I think that Perry would be able to do that with Tyler Anderson. Can we be ridiculous fans and make stupid suggestions like, how about Anderson for James Ottman? How about, <laughs> right? Like, because <laughs> yeah, that right. always, always seems to be the case, right? The fans are like, well, you could just trade him and you you could pick up this really nice piece. It's get not like how, a, you not get an Outman or, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> I like that. That's the voice that you do. By the way, we, t- we talk about the IL Trout was announced yesterday that he is going to be on the 60 day IL. We knew he wasn't yeah. going to come back. And I think this is the best move. Um, we were, we talked on this pod last week about like, if he needed, if he needed the opportunity, he needed to swing the bat in the regular season before the off season, mm-hmm. then let him come back. But I think it would, I think it's smart because you want to, you want his hand to fully heal. You don't want to push him and he's getting older. And so I think it's, I think it's a, a really good move. And unfortunately it's the third year in a row now that we haven't had a full season of Mike Trout and yeah. gosh, 
I would love to have a full season of Mike Trout. It's been a long time since we've been able to celebrate that and see that. It's it's tricky because the calf thing is one of those like freak injuries yeah. that you don't realize that you need to work on until it happens, which was 21. The back issue, obviously, you need a little more stretching, you need to get an adjustment, you do all that sort of stuff, physical yeah. therapy, all that. He came back and ended up hitting the 40 home runs last season. And then you have this hamate bone fracture, that the hamate bone that breaks again, like something that's out of your control. And, you know, he, he came back for a day, wasn't feeling good and the angels weren't going anywhere. So you just got to shut that down. I think if, if he can avoid the freak injuries like this sort of stuff, then we can get a full season of Mike Trout. We've had this conversation before. Does he go to a corner? Does that help? Yeah. I mean, going to a corner outfield spot doesn't help your hamate bone. Right. It doesn't, it doesn't fix that. It, right. You know if what I'm saying? Aging, it doesn't help that either. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh, at the end of the day, I mean, it just makes sense for him to take the rest of the season off. It is unfortunate and it is unfair. Mike, we, we totally glossed over the fact that on Saturday we had that incredible play up the middle from David Fletcher and two Michael two really good Yeah. Two yeah. really good plays, but man, that, that backhanded flip to yep. Stefanik, and then he barehands it and throws it to first for the double play. I mean, that's why they win one to nothing, and that mm -hmm. was an incredible play at the end mm -hmm. of the day. So really great to see those guys putting it together. Again, Fletch, it doesn't impress me at the plate, but if he's going to be a guy you can count on in the infield – then, then what the heck? Like I said, no expectations we, for 2024. <laughs> we, we, we like squid in that spot. Uh, <laughs> I know we played a whole season uh, of squid. I know. Just and then, and then Fletch to... has been flexing in the last couple of games, right? Like defense, you want to watch me play? Watch me play. All because we didn't want to hit the contract guaranteed minimum that he's going to get when he hits five years. So great job, front office. Great job. <laughs> Artie Marino and John Carpino. Fantastic. Hey, thanks for making Locked on Angels your first listen of the day. Remember, they play the Rangers tonight at 638, and you can catch every pitch of the Angels' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Angels. Hey, give us a follow at Locked on Angels on Twitter and at Bros on Twitter and Instagram. If you're watching on the YouTube side, hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. It really helps us out more than you know. And then comment below. The best way you can reach us and get instant answers is down in the YouTube comments. We'd love to hear from you. Mike, what do we have on deck for tomorrow's show? John, what the heck happened with Esty? <laughs> <laughs> like, what the heck? You got to do the, the fresh that's, head bob. That's, that's going to be the do. segment. What the yeah. heck happened with Esty? Yeah. He thinks he knows. And so we're going to talk about what he said, and then we're going to respond to it tomorrow on Lockdown Angels. What the heck? That's what, that's what he said. All right, friends. We'll, we'll talk about that tomorrow. Carlos Estevez. Until then, my name is John, and that's my brother Mike. And my name is Mike, and that's my brother John. Thanks for being here with us, and we'll see you back here tomorrow.